Hi friends, welcome to the Start Thriving podcast, where trauma survivors come to thrive. Each week we will explore topics surrounding self-discovery, emotional processing, and reclaiming your power from past trauma. I am your trauma healing, deep feeling, dose sipping, nervous system regulating host, Chelsea Bartell. I am so happy to guide you home to yourself. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Start Thriving podcast. Thank you so much for being here. If you're a first-time listener, you are really going to enjoy this episode. If you're a returning listener, I really appreciate you being here. And I also think you are really going to enjoy this episode. So what's going to happen in the next few episodes is I'm going to be taking a deep dive into what survival mode looks like and what each of the survival responses. Often people will pick out parts of these survival responses and call them trauma responses. Trauma responses, survival responses, um, survival strategies, you'll hear all of the things. But essentially they are survival responses because your nervous system is saying, holy shit, this is dangerous, we need to use the flight response to survive, right? Um, So just so you don't get confused, there's a lot of language out there. These are survival responses. When you talk about fight, flight, fawn, freeze, and shutdown, those are survival responses. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little bit of a crash course on the nervous system so that you can understand why I'm going to start with the shutdown response first. To be clear, shutdown is a little bit different than freeze. So I'm going to be covering a lot of shutdown in this episode, which that's depression, that's I can't move, I'm unmotivated, I'm hopeless, I'm in despair. This is where suicidal thoughts occur. Um, So that's where we're going to be starting. And the reason for starting there is we're going to move up in an energetic chronological order. So what I mean by that is your nervous system organizes the threat responses in order of energetic output. Okay, so when you go into a depression, when you go into a state of... um, feeling low energy, unmotivated, I can't, I can't move my body, I can't think straight, I'm hopeless, that requires very little energy. Whereas something like anxiety or mania requires a lot of energy, okay? So we're going to be starting at figuratively the bottom, okay? But it also does happen to be toward the bottom of your body. So think about where your digestive system is, that is where your dorsal vagal complex is living. Now, that's just the high-end term for freeze and shutdown response. Dorsal vagal is freeze and shutdown, okay? Now, your dorsal vagal response or freeze and shutdown, those responses, their imperative, their mission is to shut down everything that's going on, conserve energy, Because whatever is happening is so life-threatening that we need to hide. That we need to not be consciously present for what's going on. Now, think about this this way. If you were being eaten by a predator, you wouldn't want to be conscious for that, would you? So in a situation like that, your nervous system will disconnect you from your conscious mind. 
So you're not taking in information about what color the sky is or how the breeze feels on your face or how tense your body is. You're not taking in any of those information points anymore. Your nervous system is completely dissociating, right? That's what happens in the shutdown response. You are dissociating. Your body is not your home anymore. It feels like you're having an out-of-body experience where you you know that that's your body. Like consciously, you obviously know that that's your body, but it doesn't feel like you're in it. Like if you look in the mirror, there might be this weird kind of experience that happens where it doesn't feel like you. You're looking in the mirror and you're looking at your own eyes and it feels like a stranger looking back at you. How many have had this happen? This is called depersonalization. This is when we are not at home in our bodies because our nervous system has said, this is really dangerous. I'm going to stay out of the body. I am not going to feel sensations in the body. I am not going to feel my my limbs where they are at in time and space. I'm not going to experience any of the internal or external stimulus that comes my way. This is where we start to feel numb. This is where we start to check out. This is how we become stuck on autopilot. Because we're just automatically functioning, not really thinking about it, because we're just trying to conserve as much energy as possible. Now, the way that this affects certain systems in your body, because your nervous system is connected to every single organ in your body, okay? The way that this affects your nervous system is you can have a lot of digestive issues. So if you are experiencing a lot of digestive issues like IBS, um, intolerances, any of those sorts of things, this is due to being stuck in your shutdown response. Now, how do we get stuck in the shutdown response? What, what has to happen for us to be pushed into a state where we think life is so dangerous and so life-threatening that the best way to keep ourselves safe is to completely shut down and conserve all energy? Now, this varies from person to person because we all have different nervous systems and they all develop a little bit differently. Um, but fundamentally, your nervous system goes into a state of shutdown when it believes that the outside experience or inside experience is so life-threatening that we cannot be present for it. All right, so let me share something with you that happened to me recently. And this is going to sound silly. I'll admit it sounds silly. But I had just bought this new jumper, like overalls kind of set thing. And... It was very high quality. I was so excited about it. I've literally worn it (laughs) as much as I can since I got it. But I ended up having to wash it. And I threw it in the washer and was going to take it out with the other clothes so that it wasn't going to go in the dryer. But my boyfriend ended up changing the laundry. So he put it in the dryer. We went downstairs to go get the laundry. And as I saw it come out of the dryer probably like six times smaller. I wish I were exaggerating, but it was a lot smaller than when we had first put it in there. I wanted to cry. Immediately, I wanted to cry. 
I, I was having a really good day. I was feeling joyful and excited. And I went all the way to that place of feeling hopeless and despair and extremely upset. I didn't cry. But the point is that my nervous system went to that place. I went to that place of feeling this is the worst thing ever. I can't believe I did that. How could I be so stupid? I should have changed it. I should have, I should have, I should have. I wish I could do this. It's never going to be the same. I went through all of those things mentally. And finally, when I came around, I said, okay, Chelsea, this is not the end of the world. This is just something bad that happened. It can be fixed. I have hope that it can be fixed. But I'm just going to let myself feel a little bit sad right now. That is the best example I can give of going into the shutdown response. And at least real life example for right now. But what happens, what happens is that my nervous system saw that as the end. <laughs> I know. It's silly. But my nervous system saw that as the end, that it was irreparable, that it was so defeating. I was powerless. I couldn't change it. I couldn't do anything that I went into that place of despair. So a lot of times we get pushed into a place of shutdown when we feel powerless, when we feel like there's nothing we can do to change our circumstances or our environments or our settings or the people or relationships around us. Okay, so let me give you a a better example that you can probably relate to. If you had grown up in an environment with parents that were critical and demeaning and volatile and argumentative and angry, when you go out into the world and get into a relationship and say you guys have your first big argument and they yell at you, that will send you into a place of shutdown because your nervous system will remember that those childhood memories of when you were powerless, when you were too young to do anything, too young to leave the environment, unable to remove yourself from that danger, your nervous system will remember exactly how dangerous and painful that was. So you will just shut down. You might go nonverbal and nonverbal looks like immediately crying Or it looks like a total retreat. Maybe you say nothing at all or it becomes very difficult for you to even try and think about speaking. Shutdown is a place of there is nothing I can do. There is no way for me to escape this. This is so life-threatening. And by life-threatening, I know that sounds very intense, but our nervous system doesn't have a concept of what (laughs) let me phrase it this way your nervous system is millions and millions of years intelligent and it developed over many different time periods so at one point in time we were outrunning predators right we were outrunning tigers and bears and lions I know I said that backwards but you get the point um But we were outrunning big predators like that. So our nervous system has adapted to respond that same way to modern life. 
right? We're not, we're not living in shelters in the woods anymore. And we're not trying to protect ourselves from bears and having to hunt our own food and, and fear for our survival, basic survival. But our nervous system still responds that same way. So when somebody yells at you and you've had a history of, of having angry, volatile parents that you couldn't get away from, your nervous system will shut down because that is just as threatening as being in the wild with a predator that is coming after you. Your nervous system has made the decision, there's no way I can escape this, so I better accept this fate and dissociate. Let me say that again. Shutdown is, I better accept this fate and dissociate. Okay. Now, when you're in shutdown, just to give you a a broader picture of what this looks and feels like, this is the point where you can't move where you feel like you physically cannot move your body. It's not that you're actually paralyzed, but the energy that it requires to even move out of bed, to get yourself in the shower, to get yourself to go to work, is impossible. It's your Mount Everest. The energy required to do basic tasks like brush your teeth, brush your hair, drink water, eat, those seem completely unattainable and this is because your nervous system is in a state of conservation literally when you're in this state your nervous system deprioritizes certain bodily functions your immune system is functioning lower your digestive system is functioning much lower and much slower your restorative systems are not happening Right, So your, lymph- your lymphatic system is not draining properly. Your heart rate is very, very slow. You're not getting as good of circulation to your body. Your nervous system and your body as a whole is functioning in the lowest state possible because it believes that at some point it might be able to outrun the danger. So it better save all that energy right now. And by outrun, I mean maybe argue back you know, if we're going back to the instance of having somebody yell at you, you want to conserve all that energy because maybe you'll decide to fight back. Or maybe you'll decide to pack your bags and leave. Right? You want to save that energy for the potential time that you decide to employ other survival responses. Okay. Now, as for the I'm going to go through a couple of things. I'm going to go through the sensations that happen in shutdown. I'm going to go through the behaviors, the um, potential triggers that happen or send you into a place of shutdown so that you get a full picture of why this is happening and what this looks like. Even though you might be there, I just want for you to understand that it's happening because you are trying to protect yourself. That is so important to me that you understand that you are trying to protect yourself. It is not that you hate yourself. It is not that you are broken. It is not that you are damaged. It is not that you are not good. It is that your nervous system thinks that this is the best way to protect you. Okay. So some of the sensations that happen in uh, a state of shutdown is feeling lifeless, feeling hollow, feeling very heavy, weighed down, like there's something heavy sitting on your chest. And no matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you push back, you can't move. It's always going to win, right? 
some of the other sensations that I've heard from my clients are um, that it feels very numb. There's a lot of feeling drained, exhausted. There's a difficulty in having straight posture. So we might find that we kind of hunch forward, we round our shoulders. If you're rounding your shoulders, this is a good chance that you are in shutdown or freeze. Okay? Because you're trying to protect your heart. When you round your forward, when you round forward, you're trying to protect your heart. You're keeping it away from other people. Um, something else that shows up is your breath and your heart rate can be very slow. Your breaths feel very labored. It feels like it takes a lot of energy to breathe in and to breathe out. You might even be kind of annoyed with that process. Some of the thoughts that you might experience here are, it's hopeless. Maybe I should end it. This feeling will never end. I'm not meant for more. I don't matter. I don't belong. I don't have a purpose or a reason for living. No one wants, needs, or loves me. I'm better off not existing. Why even try? I don't recognize myself anymore. And we also have a lot of shaming thoughts. I'm so stupid and useless and incapable. Things like that. All of these are a product of your nervous system. It is not that any of those things are fact. It, has, it is because you've experienced really painful experiences. And your nervous system, like a little friend, is saying, Hey, I'm going to protect us because that was really hurtful. That was really painful. So I'm just going to turn the volume down. I'm going to conserve energy for a little bit. I'm going to keep us, you know, unmotivated and stuck and kind of numb because I think that might be better. That doesn't mean your nervous system's right, but it is doing what it has done to protect you. It has never been about you. And I hope that that relieves some of the shame that you feel. It has never ever been about you it is that you have had painful traumatic experiences that pushed you into a place of survival and that's all you've known no one has taught you any different you haven't learned a different way of being you haven't had a different experience so that's just what you've known you've simply been repeating the past and that's okay Now, to continue on with some of the feelings that might show up for you, you might feel despair, you might feel very detached, like you're not really in reality, maybe you feel some shame, helpless is a big one that we've already talked about, feeling very alone and lonely, lost, and trapped, and empty, And the final thing that I want you to pay attention to is these behavioral cues. So watch your behavior. Start becoming more observant of what your behavior looks like, okay? Um, You often might find yourself holding back tears. You might feel this inability to think clearly, maybe like brain fog. There is a very difficult time remembering 
Maybe you space out often. Maybe you isolate yourself from other people. You stay in bed all day. You scroll on social media a lot. There's an inability to look in the mirror, or when you do look in the mirror, you don't realize who's looking back. Slacking on hygiene and cleanliness. Wanting to hide away from the world. Fear of being seen. Fear of somebody seeing you in all of that pain, in all of your woundedness. You won't let people get close. And there's a difficulty making or acting on decisions. That is what it feels like to be in this state of shutdown. Everything feels dull. It feels purposeless. It feels like you're drowning even though you know how to swim. Again, this is simply a state of your nervous system. And maybe it's somewhere you've been caught in previously or it's somewhere you're caught up in right now. But it is not and never, never will be the real true you. There is 100% purpose and creativity and gifts and excitement and joy and passion that is coursing through you. It has just been so masked by these survival mechanisms and these attempts at protecting yourself that you've just been out of touch with them, like an old friend, a very long-distant old friend. But it is not you. There is purpose in your creation, in your existence, You matter to this world and there is something that you were sent here to do and I wholeheartedly believe that. And I think, I just think that because you're here, there is some tiny part of you that also believes that too. Yeah. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about before we get to the exciting part of how do we shift this, how do we change this, is what stories potentially live in the shutdown response. So there are, everyone has a nervous system story, right? Just like I mentioned earlier about my my overalls getting shrunk. That is a nervous system story that sent me into a place of shutdown. So what are some potential stories that would cause somebody to move into a place of shutdown the first and most obvious one is grief it is the loss of somebody that we love it is difficult to go to that place where you feel hopeless and powerless and like you wish you could have done something different and you just want them back and you're constantly reminded that they're just not here I know that's a difficult place to be in But your nervous system, think about it this way. The loss of a human life is so impactful. It is so impossible to understand. And if your nervous system were to feel that all at once, it would literally kill you. We're not meant to feel loss all at one time. So there are going to be days that we return to it that we feel that grief again, that we feel that pain again. And knowing how to move yourself out of this state is very important. 
But grief is something that can push us into shutdown, absolutely. A few other things that can push us into a place of shutdown or defeat is abandonment. Abandonment can look like emotional or physical abandonment. So having a parent that was present for you, that was physically there, but them not emotionally being available to you, can cause a state of shutdown. Feeling powerless, feeling helpless, feeling lonely, feeling lost. Having a a parent not be emotionally connected to you or interested in your life or empowering your decisions or asking you how you are can absolutely push you into a state of shutdown. And if you have come from that place, you probably now live your life thinking that your emotions are bad and will push other people away. You won't let yourself get close in relationships to other people. You avoid intimacy. You feel like you have to deal with your problems all alone. Or you don't know how to express your emotions. That's what that would do. Now the other case being that you have a parent that wasn't physically there. What that teaches us and teaches our nervous systems is that I don't matter. That's the message that we come away with is I don't matter. Something about me was not enough for my parent to love me and to choose me and to stay. And our nervous systems, they need connection. We deeply need connection as human beings. And our family, think about our family that we're born into as like a tribe. We need to be accepted by that tribe or else we're going to die. We're not going to survive. If we're not loved and belonging and um, approved of by our tribe, that quite literally means death. So when we're faced with something as serious as our parent not choosing us, not choosing to stay for us, our nervous system takes that as, this is life-threatening, I have to shut down. I can't deal with being excluded or outcasted from my tribe, so I'm just going to shut down. Other things that can push us into a state of shutdown are having volatile, chaotic, maybe alcoholic, addicted parents. That is very, very painful. And a, a nervous system in general should not have to see that or experience that. And if you were a child seeing, experiencing, living through that, there's no way your nervous system could make sense of that experience. So it said, okay, we're going to shut down. This isn't safe. There's nothing we can do to change this, outrun this, fight this. We are just going to have to submit. And that's why it might be hard for you to remember your childhood now. Because if you were in a state of dissociation or shutdown as you were growing up, you might not have a lot of childhood memories. Consciously. Consciously, you might not remember them. But they're there. They're in your body. Now they are somatic memories. So if you ever feel triggered or you just feel a depressive episode come up, it didn't just come up out of nowhere. It's because your body remembered something. So your nervous system said, okay, time to shut down again. Something else that would perpetuate a state of shutdown or an inclination toward being depressive is having a narcissistic parent. 
Narcissistic parents are very critical. They have very high expectations. They're typically very aggressive. They're centered around themselves. They don't have any consideration or willingness to understand you, to be in your experience, to feel how you feel, to support you, to empower you, to encourage you, to love you. Conditional love is very much a dangerous threat to a nervous system and can perpetuate a state of shutdown, 100%. Now, I've only listed a few, and there are plenty of experiences that can perpetuate, keep us in that state of survival. Um, And if we have experienced any of these that I've listed already, it's likely that your nervous system is still functioning from that place, or maybe you slip into these kind of modes Um, where you feel a depressive episode coming up, where you feel like things are starting to slip again, you're starting to fall back down that slope. This makes sense. You make sense. You experience something very painful and very traumatic that your nervous system could not comprehend or understand or deal with. So it shut down. It shut down. Now, those trauma loops, the stories that I mentioned, the experiences that you've had that pushed you into a place of shutdown, those are trauma loops. Those can be closed. Yes, those can be closed. Nothing about what you have experienced or your mental health state or your condition or any diagnosis that you've had None of it's fixed. It can 100% absolutely be changed. Now, the way that we do this is by regulating the nervous system. Now, regulation means to bring a sense of balance, flexibility, resilience, support, and steadiness back to the nervous system. When I say regulation, sometimes it's kind of confusing with how much information is out there. But regulation is bringing a sense of safety back to the nervous system. So when you had those volatile parents or you were abandoned or you were criticized or you were shut down or you were shamed. There was a sense of I am not safe. I am powerless, I am in pain. And because there was that impression on your nervous system, what we can do now is go back. Go back in time to that moment and give yourself the safety that you needed. Give yourself the love, the kindness, the support, the touch, the connection that you needed. And when your nervous system gets what it needs, you can come out of that trauma loop. You can come off of that emotional roller coaster. You don't have to go back to that place of feeling depressive and stuck and hopeless and lonely and abandoned anymore. The only reason that your nervous system keeps going back to that place is because that story is unresolved for you. We want resolution. 
our brains need resolution. They need for things to feel complete. And when they don't feel complete, we will replay those stories and experiences over and over and over again because we believe that they are significant as to who we are as a person, as to who we are as a human being, as to our personality. But they don't have to be our whole personality. When we go back and close those trauma loops, our personality changes. Suddenly, someone who slept a lot, who stayed in bed all the time, who isolated, who pushed away relationships, suddenly, when we close a trauma loop like that, you're enjoying your life again. You're going out and doing things that you want to try, like swimming or dancing, or you're going out to meet friends, or you're calling friends when you have a bad day or a a tough experience. All of a sudden, you're somebody who's resourceful. But when you have those trauma loops open is when they wreak havoc in your life. So, Now, this brings me to how do we close those trauma loops? Trauma loops are closed, like I said, by regulating the nervous system. But what does, Chelsea, what does that actually look like? You know, help me understand what regulation looks like. Okay. Regulation is allowing yourself to go into the feelings. This is how I practice regulation in my, in my coaching Allowing yourself to go back to those moments, to those feelings, and giving yourself what you needed. So for example, if you were a child that grew up in a volatile home where everyone was yelling and arguing and critical and it was unsafe, what I would do as a coach is walk you back to that moment. Your brain can't tell the difference between what's real and what's imagined. It can't tell the difference. And when you feel something, that makes the experience more and more powerful. When you have an emotional experience, that disconfirms what you have believed. So we, we, we form our beliefs through experience. So when we can experience something new, we form a new belief, right? If I, for example, if I believed I had bad luck and one day I just decided, you know what? Even though I have bad luck, I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket. And I won the lottery. That experience would lead me to believe that, hey, maybe I don't have as bad of luck as I thought I did. That would change the way I view my life, myself, and the world. Okay. So when we go back to those younger selves and those early experiences, and we give them what we needed emotionally at that time. For example, if we needed connection. And we provide that younger self with the connection that we were seeking, with the support, with the love, with the kindness, with the gentleness that we needed, our nervous system will get a new experience. And the old experience will be relieved. The emotion will be released. Because we will have a new experience that says, I am safe, I am supported, I am connected to, and I am loved. Now, when we return to these younger parts of ourselves, when we metaphorically go back in time and revisit these younger selves, um, what we're doing is closing the gap. 
we're closing that trauma loop. Because the reason that those those past versions of ourselves or those old emotions that hang on to us, the reason that they are so persistent is because they don't have that resolution that we were talking about earlier. And when we give them that resolution, they can let go. It's like needing closure after a breakup, right? You need that that last interaction, engagement with them to finally go, okay, I'm ready to let this go. I got what I needed. I found my peace. I've got my answers. I'm ready to let it go. Right? The shutdown response can be met through nervous system regulation by revisiting those stories. And the shutdown response is very... The window of tolerance, the window of what we can handle when we're in the shutdown response is very small, right? So it'll take a while to build up to that moment where we can feel those feelings. So in terms of regulating the nervous system, here are my top recommendations that if you can, if you can practice consistently, if you can work these into a daily routine, you will start to see massive shifts in your life, Okay. So the first thing being that when we are in shutdown, we want to meet that with freeze. We want to meet our freeze response with freeze. And shutdown being akin to freeze is going to propel us into higher nervous system regulation states where it'll be easier for us to manage. Okay. So when you're feeling low energy, unmotivated, um, stuck, you're kind of spinning in your thoughts, you're kind of spiraling... Um, you're feeling a little bit hopeless or powerless, get into a cold shower. I know it sucks. I know it. I know it's not what you want to hear. It's not comfortable and it's not going to be. I'm not going to bullshit you. It's not going to be comfortable. But what this is going to do is it's going to wake up your nervous system. You're going to get out of your thoughts and back into your body. And when you come back to your body, your nervous system can realize, oh wait, I'm not in that experience that I was reeling on. I'm not feeling that same kind of sadness I felt when I was 6, 7, 8, 12, 14 years old. I'm not in the past anymore. I'm right here in the present moment. And seriously, all it takes is three minutes. Three minutes of cold exposure every single day will begin to upregulate your nervous system. It's going to start giving you your energy back. You're going to start feeling more awake, alive, present in your life. Three minutes, okay? Now, the next thing I would do, take walks. I know that might feel impossible if you're feeling strained to move. Just take a lap around your house, around your bedroom. That's it. And work up to going outside and to going on longer walks and then maybe driving to a park. Or maybe going for a bike ride. But what this does is it bilaterally stimulates your brain, making emotions more coherent in the brain. Both sides of your brain get to talk to each other, right? So the emotion isn't um, sitting kind of in an illogical or irrational place. Your brain is being able to decipher, is this something we can handle? You know, can we, can we reduce the charge of this emotion, 
Can we stop reeling about it? Can we stop thinking about it? Can we stop ruminating on it? When you when you stimulate your body like that, when you do things like walking, riding a bike, um, even swimming, dancing, anything that requires both sides of your body, that will create emotional coherence, meaning your whole brain is speaking to itself. <laughs> like all parts of your brain are functioning to make sense of those emotions. Um, and the final thing being stretching. Stretching is a great and slow way to wake up your body and to feel yourself in the now. Being in the shutdown response, you don't feel like you're here in the now. You don't feel like you're present. You feel kind of lifeless and hopeless and numb and out of your body. So start by slowly stretching and work your way up to just a little bit more movement. Okay, let's try this move that requires a little bit more energy. Right? And as you slowly climb up that, that ladder of increasing the energy, you'll notice that your body starts to feel more energy. When you feel ready for it, one of the best things that you can also do for the shutdown response is going to the gym, getting in physical activity. And it's because it brings you back into your body. When you are in shutdown, when you are in depression, when you are in those low, hopeless, stuck places... You need to move that energy out. You need to physically move that energy out. It is stagnant energy that is literally weighing on you. So when you bring movement to your body, you are releasing those stuck and stagnant emotions. Okay. And the very final piece is that if you want help on this, if you want specific help healing your nervous system, healing yourself from the shutdown response for good, I have created the perfect program for you. It is called Fuck Survival Mode. Yeah, that's what I named my program. Fuck Survival Mode because I know when I was in it, I got so sick and tired of it that I was I was like, fuck this. I don't fucking want to be here anymore. I don't want to struggle. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to be stuck. This sucks. So while I am compassionate and I know that Survival Mode has helped us survive, fuck it done no more none of that we want that juicy creative passionate exciting peaceful relaxed life that is the place that we want to live from and that is exactly what i've created this program for in this program i will educate you on your nervous system so you get to become the operator of your nervous system you get to see what triggers you what sends you into certain responses um, the sensations that happen there, the thoughts that happen there, you get to map all of that out. And once you have mapped all that out, then we regulate those feelings. We give your nervous system what it needed, whether that be the opportunity to scream and cry or the opportunity to grieve and let go. Whatever your nervous system needs, it will get those emotional experiences so that then you can map out the joyful thriving playful part of your nervous system boom there you go you've got a roadmap to your highest self the version of you that you want to become but didn't know how the version of yourself that was being hindered by your survival mechanisms you have now got your thriving response wired into your nervous system so that becomes your baseline you start to live your life from an authentic place from a joyful place you wake up feeling good you're not dreading anything anymore you're excited to get up out of bed you take things slower you appreciate them you're able to slow down and feel present for your life 
you're able to feel safe in relationships, your body is comfortable and relaxed, you are present in the here and now and it is safe to be there. This program will literally draw the map for you so that you will regulate your nervous system, you will feel safe to hold those big emotions and then you'll be able to let them go and make space for joy, freedom, empowerment, confidence, peace, relaxation, contentment. So if you're ready to get the fuck out of survival mode, I want for you to click the link below this episode and you will receive a very special price. I wasn't going to spoil it, but you will receive $1,000 off the course price. If you apply through this link, you will receive $1,000 off the course price. I'm only accepting seven people into the program right now, and this is the first time I'm running it, so I'm not really sure when the next time I'll be opening the doors is, but it's a three-month program. I'm accepting seven people, and if you're ready to get out of survival mode and back into your life, back into your freedom, your joy, your power, your peace, click the link below and apply for my program and receive $1,000 off. I am so excited to hold space for you. I cannot wait to help you come back home to yourself and live the life that you dream of.